Thankfully, we as humans are pretty straightforward creatures and we only have so many needs. And we had someone, one of our thankful humans, who has his name being Maslow, created a hierarchy of these needs. And so far, it seems like they tend to do a pretty good job as being a framework to helping us understand what these needs humans crave or feel, and then from there, the prioritization of those. And so with it, you can imagine it like a pyramid, and then from there being five layers to this pyramid. And this pyramid will start at the bottom at its foundation. And the foundations for our lives are the biggest needs. Food, water, shelter, security, the ability to you know, build a family, right? Knowing that we can reproduce, that we can have children, that we can have a family, that we can have our basic needs met. That's going to be the first layer. From there, after our physiological needs come our safety needs. And that's not just the personal security, but the employment, right? The resources, the health, the property, right? That safety, that territory. Then from knowing that we don't just have ourselves covered, we have our space covered. Then from there, we move into the third, which is love and belonging. This need for friendship, this need for intimacy, for that sense of connection, the true sense of family fully built, right? Community and being a part of, feeling like we have some sense of purpose within a collective because then from there is fully this sense of purpose. The fourth layer, our esteem needs, our self-esteem and our status, the recognition, the way that we hopefully are perceived, the strength that we have, the freedom that we get to have, the agency that we live and lead in our own lives. Then lastly, after we have been able to satisfy our physiological needs, our safety needs, our love and belonging needs, our social and self-esteem needs, comes the last of self-actualization, right? This is the desire to become much more than we can be, or the most that we can be, to be fully actualized. I think a good one is like Buddhism, right? This idea of nirvana, right? Reaching the highest peak, the zenith of our capabilities. Maslow, I think, offers a wonderful framework, and these five will dive even further as we go ahead and kick off this new episode. And with that, your new Gen Ed class for today. Okay, now we have the first need, this one being physiological needs. Again, physiological needs go into air, clean air, water, clean water, food, decent food, right? Cooked food, not just bugs, shelter, sleep, clothing, being able to fraternize. We're, we're, we're still us and dolphins, man. You know, we, we, we got something to do with our playtime. Uh, but seriously. Number one are these physiological needs. So this would be a drastic example, but I think a very good one. If we look at North Korea, for example, one of the ways that they're able to subjugate their people is by keeping them at this first rung, right? Our physiological needs. And for a lot of them, if not all of them in North Korea, minus, of course, the very elite, the ones like Kim Jong-un and the whole cabinet of those types of people, 
they don't really fall into this category. But everyone else, they never really get to experience a full stomach. Like, for example, if you've ever gone and you've eaten food and you've ever been fully satisfied, maybe not like a food baby or a food coma or anything, but like genuinely you felt fully satisfied. And then, of course, the feelings when you have had a food coma or food baby and you just ate way more than you should have. They don't experience that because there is no sense of certainty in them receiving food and water and the basics so that they have that first level set. And so their mind is always in this survival mode and that's all they're ever focused on. Why am I going to care about politics when I'm not even able to fully feed my belly? Get it? So then from there, we want to be able to establish this. Same thing humans will naturally do. You take it back to America before it was America, before it was even the colonies and its people, whether that be the indigenous tribes or especially as the colonies were forming and before they were fully uh, set, we're going to be finding ways to go ahead and cover that first physiological need. Because then the second one comes into safety. And this is, of course, where we start to get conflicts within tribalism. But from their safety, right, security, personal security, employment, whether that with be the society and the infrastructure. But then, of course, this necessity to have resources, to have our health, to have our property in order and feeling like we have this set. For example, I mean, just look at yourself. When you were coming up, whether that be because you are now in a much better financial spot or emotional spot or whatever the case that perhaps you're a higher rung in this framework, there was that point in time, or perhaps that might be you now, where you are trying to cover that first physiological need and now get your house in order and get all of your safety needs met so that that makes sense. So then third, we can go into the sense of connection, the love and belonging, the needs for affection and love. I mean, there's no such thing of believing that we don't need love. I mean, the most masculine or, or toxic masculine, if you want to go into that whole idea, but just really this whole macho sense of not getting help or not uh, being somewhat soft to love. It's just not true. We're, again, emotional, social creatures. And so having love, having connection is a tremendous need. So much so that you see it all the time. I mean, I can speak of this for myself when I was in high school. I know that's exactly what I wanted. Thankfully, I didn't have to worry about food or, or shelter or like having a space to stay or be. The big thing was me wanting to feel connected within a community, within a, a group. And I'm sure the same for you and for the same for a lot of people, because it's always this trying to find a sense of connection. I want to feel like I belong. No one likes to be bullied, but sometimes people may bully themselves. I bullied myself in some ways because I didn't feel like I was connected to people. And of course, that had to change. But I tried my best and I thankfully felt like I did a good job of satisfying that need. And so then I moved into the fourth rung. And so for yourself, this fourth rung being your self-esteem, right? How do you perceive yourself, your confidence, the way that you move in your day to day? The respect that you have for yourself, because often how you do anything is how you do everything. How are you respecting yourself, your self-esteem? And with that, the recognition that you feel like you have, right? This can be a serious thing where maybe you feel like a sense, like you are connected to the company, for example, 
But whenever you do work, you're just not recognized for it. You don't feel like you actually mean something. And this really goes into the sense of significance. And significance, although in some ways it can be shallow, sometimes it's not necessarily about proving someone else wrong. Eventually, it genuinely becomes about proving yourself right. And that's what the fourth rung is really all about, having that sense of, of, of respect for self and that social self-esteem. In fact, I will even backtrack that a, ba a bit and say no. I would say that that fourth rung is where you are fully proving others wrong and having that recognition and having that social self-esteem. And I say social self-esteem because the fifth rung, the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, this number five is self-actualization, where you are no longer trying to prove other people wrong, but you are trying to prove yourself right. Another really awesome way I love this framed was by Tim Grover. And Tim Grover, a wonderful sports athlete coach, and with this, he calls these the coolers, the closers, and the cleaners. And so when we talk about self-actualization, this will be about being a cleaner. But so the first rung of that framework from Tim Grover is, number one, if you're a cooler. And a cooler is someone that just does exactly what's expected of them. They're not going above and beyond. They do the mediocre. They do the average. It's just, it's nothing surprising. You gave them a job. They did it. It's whatever. A closer is going to go above and beyond. You give them the structure. You give them the framework. You give them the step-by-steps. They're going to dominate it. They're going to crush it. They're going to do a great job of it. They're a closer. They're going to get it done. But the difference between a closer and a cleaner is that a closer is you got to give them the, the framework. You got to give them the direction. They're not just going to find a way or get it done. It's going to be that third, that cleaner who's going to come in. Doesn't matter what obstacles you put in front of them. Doesn't matter what gets in, their, in the way that challenges their beliefs, their actions. They find a way and they make it happen. They clean it. And they do what must be done to get to where they must go. And so with it, they're not proving other people wrong like closers will. They're going to do it to prove themselves right. Get it done no matter what kind of people, kind of attitude. And that's what Maslow's hierarchy of needs, this self-actualization is all about. Where it's not about other people, it's about yourself and actualizing your best potential. Because if you were to die and then you were introduced at the pearly gates, hopefully, hopefully at the pearly gates introduced to all that you possibly could have been, do you recognize each other? Does the best version of you look at you and see a friend, a familiar face, or are you a total stranger? Seriously, you got to think of this and you got to ask yourself because this is going to be the top to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And they go in order. There isn't really any skipping. We all crave it. We're all humans. So similarly, when you interact with others and they act a certain way, ask yourself, hmm, they're acting this way. Where in Maslow's hierarchy of needs might they be? How can I make them feel better? What are they looking to satisfy in themselves? And this will give you a very good idea of where a lot of people are. 
Because then if we can help each other move through these rungs, imagine how much better off everyone would be and how much happier everyone would generally feel. Maslow's hierarchy of needs helped really break this down so we understand, number one, our physiological needs. Number two, our safety needs. Number three, love and belonging. Number four, our social self-esteem needs. And then number five, self-actualization. If you found value in today's class, go ahead and drop your takeaways in the comment section below. Hit the subscription button so you can go ahead and stay subscribed, the notification bells so you can be notified of future episodes as they drop and get released. And then of course, if you're finding value, go ahead and share this on all of your social medias and your platforms. This is the fastest way that we grow through your help and growing this channel. And then from there, growing yourself, growing your community and your friends as well. Follow us and engage with us on our social medias there in the description below, and we will see you in your next Gen Ed class.